Hello and welcome back to Fan Affliction. I'm Aisha and this is Jojo. We are two afflicted fans and we've currently, we mean we've been afflicted by a lot of things, but um, Jermaine, Jermaine is back in full force. Do you think afflicted makes us sound like we've got some kind of illness? I mean, I feel a bit mentally ill when I do read certain fanfics, so it wouldn't be completely Does drive, off. Just drive me crazy. <laughs> um, yes, we are here. We're carrying on with When the Bell Tolls today. Chapter Woo, 7. Hear that commitment, folks? Yeah, so guys. Much commitment. How many episodes in a row is this now? Three? Well, yeah. Or maybe Whoa. four, right? So we see, this is the thing. We have been committed, but the, we, our timing is no longer consistent. Yeah, well. But that's is... on me, not JoJo. No. I'm in a flake life happens life finds a way as jeff goldblum says and that's unrelated to my point but i wanted to say it i thought you were gonna do like a pinterest one what, like life is up? no like life is the messy bit that happens in between life's what, life's what happens when you're standing still is that the phrase i don't know it sounds about <laughs> Who right cares? my partner has a live laugh love sign in his um in his flat no. Yep, his Is grandma. It his grandma. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I just, uh, it makes me laugh. No, um, it's cute. I like it when old people get them though, and they're like, yeah. "I really love this," and I'm like, "I really love that you love." It is really, it's so innocent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's no no memes, no <laughs> memes in that generation, and I like mm. that. Um, yes, when the bell tolls. Hello, bing, ding, 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 ding. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed how expressive that was. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so we're on chapter seven. Uh, I don't know why I'm whizzing into the story. Like, we got... Because, we- hey, guys, we are. We're ready for the next bit. We are. And also, we did see each other this weekend. So we, we don't have as much catching up to do as this we normally do. We- Although we still managed a good 15 minutes. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so- Even though we spent, I don't know, how many hours together walking I love on Saturday? Hours. 30, thir- uh, no, God, not 11. A ladder. I was going to say. We, we did 32,700 steps for anyone yeah. wondering. It was wild. We uh, went on a we went on a little bit of a pilgrimage in, a, in, the, city, <laughs> in the city of London. Um, and it was very enjoyable. So much um, fun. I don't think, actually, this podcast is about what we've been up to on the weekend. But I but, thought um, it's nice if, to say. Yeah, we, we care. You hope you care. Yeah. A little. If not, so, all right. <laughs> all right well uh good riddance yeah sorry not sorry no um, very sorry oh, don't, please make, stay. don't make me think of demi lovato oh gosh <laughs> and her demi. hatred of her hatred of family-run businesses oh no their their hatred uh, oh there sorry my mistake no it's all right it's getting it's a lot of adjustment there's a lot of demi lovato things maybe she's off dancing with the devil sorry maybe they're off dancing with the devil i'm now. sick no one to death knows. of hearing about them they're just they're just like i don't get they just make a lot of documentaries about themselves now they're just <sighs> i'm sick of documentaries about people full stop people like, who haven't done anything that warrants a documentary yes. like britney spears is a yes have you? Is that coming out? Have you yes, seen it? Is it, it out? Yeah, it was really good. Was it good? Oh. Yeah, but like Demi Lovato isn't just too recent. Yeah, also, I, do I don't have a lot of empathy. Sorry, oh. it's controversial. Controversial from my. I don't have a lot of empathy for somebody 
who like keeps claiming they're in recovery and then isn't and I know that a part of, that is part of being an addict but like enough with the documentaries and maybe just like hold off and actually just like try and figure out health I just feel like everyone's like maybe I should make a documentary of myself but do you think if you made a documentary about yourself it would actually be interesting because like you'd pick moments in your life so yeah. for example you you know you studied abroad so you yeah. could be like wow this is a massive part of my life so you could probably make it into this massive thing even though for you of course it was a big thing but it has just been you know a part of your life it's not like yeah. you know it didn't it didn't well I'd about to say it didn't rock your world but it probably did that's <laughs> a mean, very cool place I mean I don't think it rocked my world I think that it's one of those things where it's just like do you know when you're little and you're this is I guess both parents but my mum especially like I love hearing her stories and her anecdotes and I think that if I had a documentary I would probably just share all of those fun things that other people tell me so I don't know if my documentary would be about me or it would be like hey meet all these people that I love and here are their cool stories like I'd be like here's Jojo and here are anecdotes together yeah like I don't know things like that I think I don't think it because I haven't really achieved anything because I feel like if I no but you know what I mean like if I had a documentary I'd be like Serena or Venus Williams and I'd be like this is what I did yeah to be fair I actually love the idea of like like recording all your anecdotes and being able to just like listen back and watch them back like your anecdotes of other people I think that'd be so nice I I, I I started writing them up Really? Because I was like, yeah. So, because I have a typewriter for anyone out there who's Ooh, interested, it's cute. It's she's um, traditional. Yeah, she is traditional. She was bought for me as a present my 18th birthday. It's a restored one that's made it through to World War from World War One. Wow. So it's really Amazing. old. Yeah, and it's in like pristine condition. It's been really well refurbished, and mm. um, I just I love it so much. But like, I like to write occasionally. Ah. Um, but Ooh. it's easy to look type. out for our upcoming book, folks. I could you imagine? I don't think it will ever be published, but it's, yeah. it's fine. It's for JoJo's entertainment only. <laughs> um, but it's just a little side pro- project. But it's easy to type on the computer with actual writing because you edit a lot. And on the typewriter, mm. obviously, that's a lot of manual work that will eventually need to be redrafted and whatever. So I use it for my pen pal, um, a friend Hi. of mine who lives in the States and another one in Canada. Um, I typewrite them letters and mail them across. But I also started writing up my anecdotes and stories. Or, like, sometimes when we hang out, I'll come home and, like, maybe write you a letter and just put it in a box somewhere. Maybe I'll Aww. give them to you one day. That's so I'm like, lovely. Because it's just, like, they're really nice days. Like, on Saturday, we had a lovely day. Mm. And it's, like, I just want to make sure that I remember it well. Because, you know, your parents tell you all of these stories and you're like, hey, can you write this down so that I actually remember yeah. them all? That's really sweet. I think that's such a sweet idea. And oh. like, I I have the time to do it at the moment because I'm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm crazy busy. Don't we all? That's oh. so sweet. Oh, and shall we turn from the sweetness of Aisha's habits to the dark and dingy dungeon <laughs> of when the bell tolls? So we left off in in quite the bind. Yeah, they're stuck. They're in a situation which I would describe as pure hell. Yes. Is it um, hell? Yeah. Maybe they're in purgatory. No, let's not talk about. It. Let's not go into that. That's like some <laughs> lost. That's like some lost TV show, and um, bullshit, isn't it? I've never watched Poke. Is that? I don't know. No, yes. I didn't watch Lost because I heard the ending was shit. No, um, me either. Glad, but, glad we're both. Yes, <laughs> we're very boat. similar. In that yeah. It's like how we won't read fanfics where someone dies at the end. Yeah, because it's we're not... like no, no. 
It's well, not that might happen here, and I'll, I'll, it'll break my heart. This is the problem me. because this book is so old, um, and it's not from. It's obviously somebody saved it, but they haven't downloaded it from Ao3. It's been compiled from elsewhere from flagfic.com um i don't even know where that is but do you know what I mean? so then it's like there are no tags which is the scary bit because reading something tagless we going in a bit we going in very blind where's the archive warnings i know i know pwp nobody knows oh yeah pwp i am um, so actually i'll tell that story it's <laughs> yeah. not that funny but shout, <laughs> shout out to um i have a friend we'll call her e um she i was with her the other day and i had this box of cookies and on the bottom of it um it's just like some pla- it was like a plastic pot i'm sorry it's bad for the environment but i made sure to recycle it um and then it said the, and the like plastic code one of the plastic codes is like pwp and my first thought was uh oh porn without plot because that's like <laughs> that's like an that's like an ao3 tag and i turned to my friend and i was like hey, I think this is really telling of where my life's at at the moment. <laughs> I just looked at this and I assumed it was a tag from Archive of Rhone. And she was like, that's a good story. You should tell it on the podcast. So there we go. Shout out to E if she's Woo! listening. Uh, that was that, a good story. I enjoyed funny. it. I think when I when I told it to Aisha on Saturday, I, I told it in a much extended manner as I it do most good. of my stories. It was good. And I it think she expected a lot more. I did. I was good. This is a, this is the problem. I'm sometimes I laugh at very unfunny things. It's really like my my what I laugh at is not a gauge of what's funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I and I I find Jojo incredibly funny. Like Jojo could just Jojo could just wave at me and I'd probably just start cracking up. We do crack each other up. Thank God. <laughs> You've got to have someone who thinks you're just as funny as they think they are funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Otherwise, who knows? But. Jermione is stuck in a room, probably to do the Dark Revival. With with the other with bad 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 men. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Bad bad bad, bad 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 men. Bad people, bad people. Um, We're running low on polyjuice. Oh, evidently, ah oh, yes. We had a bit Jermione. of we had a bit of camaraderie with yeah, Draco. So there was definitely an increased closeness. Uh, I would say not close as in anything actually worthwhile, really, but um, as in. You're right. Camaraderie is the best word for him. Contributing to the slow burn. We've yeah. we've hit like you know. Whoa! It's a slow burn. <laughs> also, I want to shout out to the fact that we're recording in the evening, and last time we yeah. did that, it made for a very confusing <laughs> mess. And it, was that the time that you we I about something that we loved? And yeah. you, oh my goodness! Sake. I was a very tired editor, but see what like look at me now. I say while we're recording through a phone where you can't see me, I I am awake. Shout out to Love Struck USA. I've been replaying it. Oh um, my god, me too. I've been playing. I've been playing who are you playing? <laughs> who are you playing? Severus. Oh, Cerberus. he's cute, man. Mm. He's too. No, his character's boring. Sorry, he's too boy. You need someone. I love he's a bit more mature. Oh, Hades' story starts off equally as boyish. It's just Barely. like, hey, uh, incredibly, it's he's just, more it's, mature. Jojo, please, Jojo, he's literally, please, he's literally just like, hey, I don't want anyone to know that we're dating. Oh, I brought over a whole bag of my stuff. Ha ha ha! ha. Is that okay? Yes, Hades, babes, it's okay. Yeah, just move in and burn dog. me. <laughs> it's like a little puppy. I mean, obviously, it's because he's Cerberus, but no, I'm. I so I've been playing Antares, Antares, oh. however you want to pronounce his name. 
Um, also, I've forgotten how annoying it is to play that game. So, also, this is something I didn't mention. <laughs> this is not a Love Struck podcast, by the way. Um, but... We should start another one. Oh, we, could, we could easily do it. We could. <laughs> so, it's this po- So, it's an, in the game. You um, uh, ha- you can spend because all these things, all these things have transactions, obviously, because yeah. they're bastards. Capitalism, <laughs> capitalism gone crazy. So you can buy hearts or yeah. like win them in like a little um, um, games. Yeah, and spend them. So I, I'm, I never buy them. I've never bought them because I um, I get pissed off because it's yeah. not like someone said to me once when people were playing like do you remember like the kardashian hollywood game yes i remember someone saying to me that um she spent some money on it and she was like i can't believe i did that because i'm literally buying nothing like yeah purchasing nothing yes and then ever since she said that i thought you're so right oh my god stop i spent so much money buying candy crush lives in this past year oh <laughs> my god it's never been a thing for me i've never loved it i've never gotten into it but i just in the mind-numbingly boring place i was in yeah. in the pandemic i was like i cannot wait yeah an hour for my heart and then and- i got my friends to send me lives but it just wasn't enough yeah so i was like okay i'm gonna spend it and then i was like why have i spent 10 pounds well, that's not hearts. too bad. This is the thing. So, if you oh, think about how many hearts that buys you, it's horrible. Well, yeah, actually true. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like in the old games, you would buy the stories, and that yes. would be more because that's the whole story. You, you know, you're you're reading or playing. Whereas in this, you buy hearts for like someone to be like. So, for example, it'll be you, your character, talking <laughs> to a person. Say it's this Antares guy, and I don't know. You walk in on him getting changed and he's like what are you doing here and the option the option with the hearts is like um go saunter over and be sexy and then the hearts the one that hasn't got the heart will be like be a fucking loser and run away yeah but that's like episodes do you remember when you used to be able to diamonds and you'd have to dress and it would be like we're going to party tonight and you'd be like oh my god and there'd be one fucking phenomenal dress and then there'd be two really fugly outfits yeah and everything in you would be like i must buy and then if you bought the dress you'd probably kiss in the scene and And all that stuff characters all go you so yeah or or it's like oh do you want to spend three diamonds going to the cinema with the bad boy or do you want to go with the really vanilla sucky guy for free and you're <laughs> and like, it's oh. literally like it's literally like dress like a loser or something it's yeah, like, yeah. so now to be fair now that I don't when I see these things I do it on purpose like even if I had the money to yeah. spend I wouldn't because I'm like how dare you make me feel bad about not spending <laughs> two pounds to get three cards or whatever yeah um i didn't realize that i had such a uh, passion a speech lined up for that but i did <laughs> and it's done now we i can relate i think we all can for those who still haven't played it go out and download love struck and then go play i will I, I will say there are some there are some stories on there so for example i saw the starships one you were talking about the starship and I was one's like, oh! good that was the only some antares is the best character orion's pretty good as well mm-hmm. i think nova's meant to be very cool but there's one called Tales of the Wilds. Did you see it? Oh, no. Okay. I'm not, okay, I'm not into it. And oh. I'll tell you why. Because everyone in it has tails and ears. Now, uh, this, this is, is a, a personal like, preference. This is this like is the is cruel abs- prince, though. He has this- a tail, and I found that very oh, really? attractive. So this is an absolute personal <laughs> preference. I am not judging anyone who wants to get into it, but I cannot. I just, I don't know, it just doesn't appeal to me. So I remember seeing it and being like, 
bizarre. And so it's there are definitely some hit and miss stories. I don't mind a tale. I think I I'd like... like to have a tale myself. In The Cruel Prince, like, the Carden, he has a tale and he he's the Cruel Prince, lol. Um, mm. But it, it's not really a feature in the first book. Like, it's mentioned. But in the other two, it kind of, like, makes itself known. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't hate this as much as I thought I would. Yeah. If I think it could, I think they can be done well. Yes, I agree. But I otherwise, think, yeah. they are very cringy. A bit cringy, but that's yeah. like anything that you know you don't quite like, you can't quite get on board with. This is um, true. Anyway, sorry, God, I didn't mean to go on to tangent about that. It's all right. It is so hot, by the way. Yes, it's um, very warm in the UK. Yes, we are having a little bit of a heat wave, what but it's nice. North Americans are going to think we're weak because to you guys, 22, 23 degrees Celsius is nothing. Um, but to but us, it is hot. We're, we're a bunch of PABs, so. What are PABs? A PAB is a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um, I'm going to add are... that to my repertoire. That was it's, good. It's that like you've got to really put the emphasis on the P. Yeah. Pussy yeah. ass bitch. <laughs> well, it's, it's just this country is not built for that. Like, houses no, don't we have suck. air conditioning. We suck. Shops don't have air conditioning. The tube doesn't have air conditioning. We were on a bus. Yes, we were on a bus on the Saturday. My <laughs> oh. God, it was hot. And then we were like, let's get off the bus and go for a walk. And I just walked the whole way because we could not stomach the thought of getting yeah. back on a hot bus. Like, we literally walked from the outskirts of the city into the centre, which, yeah. for those of you who don't have the gauge, is about an hour and 45. And we're yeah. pretty decent walkers. Like, we walk relatively fast. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. We, we, so, weren't, yeah. we weren't pabs on Saturday. We were, yeah, we were... Um, I don't know what the opposite of a PAB would be. A BAB, a badass bitch. I love it. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh, that's why you're around. That's why we keep you around. I oh, love it. Unlike, so who, well, in this series, I think it's safe to say that, is it Rockford? Rockford's a PAB. Well, that's what we think, though, right? Mm. Like, we're not entirely sure. This um, is true. So, listen, I've. He's not stuck th- with them in the room, though, right? I did not. Think, I don't think Rockford's there. I'll be honest, I do lose track of the name. It's Morgan, the girl, and then there's the two other guys, but Fisher. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Fisher. Someone else. Um, Morgan, but yes. Yeah, sorry, Morgan, Fisher. Yeah, I think you might be right, actually. So, wherefore art thou Rockford? Yeah. Many questions. Well, he was kind of like the... He was, yeah. So yeah, and Jojo's reading this week. Yes, yes. Ha- thank the Lord. <laughs> Huzzah! Poor Aisha, I think she's a little bit too tired, and I am also tired. But um, I will try to power through. Oh, Teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. Oh, it's just getting it's getting too gooey on this podcast, isn't it? I just Cause, love you so much. It's because we love each other so much. It's true, it's, it's true. Right, should we get into this? Yes. Um, woo! <laughs> Thank you. Thank Woo-hoo! you. I, that was much appreciated. Um, I will try and interject. I am getting very excited. I know I keep fucking saying this. I'm very sorry. And also, can you tell that I'm tired? Because I'm, I'm, I think I'm cussing more than I normally do on air. I'm, I'm quite a potty mouth in real life. She is. I am. She's, she's disgusting, honestly. A curse like a sailor or a pirate. What, whatever not, the saying not is. Not indicative of all the pirates. But Which the pirates ones... do you know? I'm just imagining like a Johnny Depp situation. I feel like he 
if he wasn't in a film, he would swear. No, surely. Yeah, yeah. Jack Which, Sparrow what, would be. What's a your favorite Pirates of the Caribbean film? Mm, Barbosa. Uh, second one. Yeah. Yes, it is a good one. But yes. what about Bill Nye as um, Octopus Man? What's his name? Davy Jones. No. Yes. Mm. Is it Davy Jones? I don't think I've seen all of the Pirates of the Caribbean. So you haven't so. seen, you haven't no, seen I only first watched, I No, I only first watched them in, you know, 20, 2019 when I moved to Amsterdam, actually. And oh um, we were moving because okay, they Dead were like, Man's how have you never watched Pirates of the Caribbean? I've watched some of them. Okay, Dead Man's Chest. That's Dead the best Man's one. Chest. It is Davy Jones. Dead Man's Chest is, um, I think it's the best one. Anyway, right. I, I don't know why I'm picking off reading. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> As always, like, I'm just talking to Aisha. This is how we just hang out, you know, guys. <laughs> we never get anything done. Like, it's honestly, it's, I'm honestly surprised we managed to get out on Saturday that we weren't just talking on a bus for 10 hours. Yeah, it really could have been the case, to be honest. Right, so chapter seven. So I think it's the same day, same time, because there isn't um, really, there isn't a time. There yeah. There isn't a time stamp, so... Let's go with it. So, are you ready? Woo! Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> I don't, I was trying to think of a magical way of doing that. A magical way to woo? Yes, like a Harry Potter way to woo. Um, well, what do they do to like celebrate? I mean, I think they're just like, yay! That's boring. I know, I know. There should be a good spell. Like, there could, uh, anyway, sorry. Celebratamus! <laughs> yes, Celebratamus! I like that. <laughs> Oh, I love that you do Latin. Thank you. I don't think that's actually a Latin word. I'm gonna okay, be but we're just going to pretend it is because it sounds what, legit. I don't know what the word for Latin is. Libera um, papillam. What for Latin? The word for the word for celebrate is. We'll just do libera papillam, which is free the nipple for anyone also, that wanted to know. Jojo translated it for me. It's actually papillam. <gasps> double L is There we go. Libera papillam. There we go. I hope you guys, if you if you guys uh, want to translate, you know, want to work out that translation, let me know, and I'll, uh, you know, I can uh, help you out. Yeah, she's good. Oh, did it, did it, I get by. I get by. <laughs> um, right, here we go. Chapter seven. Crack. Hermione's eyes snap open with the sound. The tips of her ears pulling back up, or whatever direction might explain the pool she feels there. The vial of polyjuice is already in her hand and the cork tumbles down her chest before she throws it back. She underestimated the difficulty of pulling her changing arms from the sleeves of her robes. For a blurry second, she's sure she'll never get it off, and it'll forever stay stuck about her elbows and the expanding width of her back. She hunches forward, shoving the robe back, and reaches into an inside pocket as soon as she clears an arm. It's too late, however, and there's a span of two pounding heartbeats where she, pulls, where she almost pulls out the vial anyway. It slips from her hot palm as someone hauls her to her feet and she wrenches her hand out of the pocket to fling off the rest of the robe. She throws it towards Malfoy, giving him a significant look as she stumbles back a step. He looks conflicted or frantic as he stands with the robe in his hands, but he must know what she's looking at him for because she can see his shoulder push forward as he searches within the fabric. There's not enough time. There's a hooded figure a step away from Malfoy and no way he'll be able to take the serum before they bind him or keep him under watch. Oh shit! Woo! <laughs> Sorry, no, I love it. It's like watching TV in oh, in I'm, your brain. I'm I'm very pleased you feel that way. Mm. Hermione shoves herself forward at the start of a spin from the person with a grip on her, breaking from their hold. They're reaching for her when she whirls to face them, 
and she shoves them hard enough for them to stagger. There are some situations where a person is afraid, and they think, I can't, I can't. But Hermione knows war, and so she knows the feeling of terror, and she is brave. There is no I can't, there is only I must, I must. Look at her pulling through yeah, when she needs to. Yeah. A few chapters ago, she'd be like, I'm sweating so much, I slip on my sweat and I fall on the floor, and I'm so scared. I guess it's that thing, though, is like when you actually just have to do something, it is like do or die. Fight like, or flight, right. baby. Yeah. Someone grabs her from behind and she throws an elbow back twice <laughs> of air colliding with the back of her ear. That was good. <laughs> the figure in front of her moves forward as she does and she stops an effort, slamming palms onto their chest. The candlelight illuminates clenched teeth in the darkness of the hood as someone grabs her arms and she kicks out, her foot connecting with the kneecap of the person in front of her. They cry out, male voice, as their leg buckles and they fall in an ungraceful flying of limbs and body jerks. Hermione throws herself forward, but the grip on her arm yanks back. Her sense of gravity is lost somewhere in the rocking, and when the person behind her lets go, she has to whirl her arms to balance. The man in front of her stands with a heave of breath, and she takes a step back, only to be shoved forward. The man grabs a fistful of her shirt, twisting it as he pulls her forward, and though she can see the fist flying at her, she doesn't comprehend it. Spells, balls of parchment, stray bludges, enchanted notes, sailing objects. These are things she knows and can prevent from hitting her. A fist is certainly not something she's encountered like this before. And there's a burst of shocked stillness in her unknowing that makes her do nothing more than freeze in place. The knuckles collide with her cheekbone, and her head whips back to and to the left. Numbness splinters out to consume her face, followed quickly by a shock of pain and then burning skin. Her vision blinks out at the ceiling, Coldness engulfs her, and then it's another ceiling altogether. Have you ever been punched in the face? No. No, me neither. I accidentally slapped. Like, as a joke. Accidentally? Yeah, like, I think one of my... She was basically just pretending to slap me, but then, you know, when she just... Somebody miscalculates, they actually hit you with a bit of force, and you're like... Yeah. And we were all like... But it wasn't that hard. (laughs) I can imagine being punched in the face with her a lot. I cannot fathom physically fighting someone. It must be so hard. Like, you think you could fight someone. I did a self-defense class online. I did two, actually, during lockdown. Mm-hmm. And he was, the guy who led it, he was, like, to do with taekwondo and stuff like that. And it was it was really, really good and really useful. And I, like, practiced some of the moves out on, on my on my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And um, un- unknowingly, I really hurt him. Um, <laughs> which is good, really, because it, it shows that it works. That's and mad. He, he's like a big guy. He is, well, that's why it's actually yeah. So for reference, my boyfriend is a foot taller than me, so it would take a lot for me it's to the take stuff him down. of enemies to lovers. What <laughs> had dreams, guys? A whole foot. Whoa. Um, that's not that much. Um, so, but when you when I was practicing moves, I remember thinking like, God, could I actually like fight someone? But that's that's what mm. the adrenaline is all about, though, isn't it? I mean, honestly, like it's. I used to do karate. And it's funny because oh even God. though you learn, but even though you learn all of these techniques, I think in the moment, the, the first instinct that I would have is not to hit some, like it wouldn't be to punch somebody. It would to be, it would be to knee them in the balls. Yeah. Well, that's something that, that's a move that I learned in myself. To yeah. Think, so I that's don't the think first that's, I don't thing think that would that's come awful, to mind. That's not like an it, awful reaction. It, it wouldn't be like, because we like, you know, you can crack a collarbone and all this other yeah. stuff, but my brain would not go there. I would knee them in the balls and run like hell. Like... <laughs> I think that's why if with self-defense, you need to almost, you need to learn it. You need to do quite a few sessions to learn it. So it's almost just a reaction. Yeah. So for example, there are moves they teach you, oh, such a tangent. There are moves they teach you to get out of holds 
and mm. those are the ones that are like really important because like if at, someone has you from the back yeah. you've got to bend down like you're like they're skiing and yeah, push out yeah all those that's things. exactly it and yeah that's what I did to um, my boyfriend and I completely winded him yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it is mad it is it is great so you Physics. know guys man woman you know whatever whether you feel like you're strong or not everyone should um everyone should I think take self-defense classes I think they're a really good idea it makes you feel a bit safer honestly yeah and like exactly. the older you get and the more you're out alone I think like when we you know when we were 18 and at uni I would happily be in London like 3am irresponsibly just on the street and thank mm. god nothing has happened um but now that I'm a little older I'm like ooh, safety yeah I think <laughs> it's important to be aware yes anyway sorry back to the story she releases a hiss of air her mouth snapping shut at a teeth still bared in front of her she shoved back and then turned in a hard jerk. The back of her leg hits something that scrapes, and she wraps her hand around the man's wrist, pushing it away from her. His fingers are clenched. She stumbles, stumbles back another step at the palm shoved into her chest, the back of her knees hitting a ledge, and then she falls with a pull at the back of her shirt. Mm. My God, she's all over the place. Yeah. Her bum hits hard against the chair, the grip's releasing her, and she's immediately back on her feet. There's a part of her that wants to stay in the chair, calm and composed but there's a larger part of her that can't stop the instinctive need to fight escape fight fight she whips an arm out into the man's chest when he steps back towards her and she ducks the first punch punching out her own fist and hitting something that shocks her knuckles she doesn't miss a second it clips her jaw reeling her back as red bursts in her vision and she falls into the chair again it tips on its legs and she jerks the other way the side of her face pounding in a burning ache she is she can take a she can really pack a punch, eh? I love in the Prisoner of Azkaban where she socks Malfoy. So funny. In the so, jaw. What a move. So yeah. good. It's so satisfying. He's a real PAB then. Yeah. That's not the Malfoy that we love. He's he's it's a different not. guy. He's altogether. a different completely different yeah. character yeah, yeah, that yeah. we've uh, we've constructed in our heads, really. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> she moves to stand again. But she's shoved down by the shoulders, and more hands grab her wrists, snapping her arms forward. She pushes her feet into the ground, all her weight and leg strength behind the pushback, but the coldness clamps down around her skin and she knows it's over. She doesn't even have the time to give a panic sweep, sweep around the room, something hitting into the back of her head and smashing her face off the table in front of her. Jesus Christ. Mm. This is visceral. Very visceral. But that is very every Thursday, isn't it? Yes, it's true. It's true. We like she likes the gore. They like yeah. the gore. Her nose crunches and her whole face goes hot as pain shoots from her nose into the back of her skull. A strange grrr strangle sorry. A strange a strange grrr strangles up from her throat as someone growls, and a cold feeling sparks behind her eyes before heat leaks down her face. She picks her head up with a gasp of an exhale and then sucks oxygen in, blood running down over her mouth as her eyes settle on a man sitting across the table. That, I read that in such a vampire way for such a, for a second. I was like, what? what? a surprise. Because I saw sucks and blood, and I was like, what? Not this. <laughs> Suddenly it turns, in, yeah, it goes in a very different direction. I would not and be Aisha, game. Aisha I'm not game for vampires. Pleased. <laughs> no. Sorry, love me werewolf. Not here for the vampire stuff, despite uh, the I fact that I'm reading Blood and Ash. Vampire is a step too far. It's the blood thing. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the I will feed on you forever. Like why? Why would you do that? I don't yeah, know. It's a bit strange. He's glaring at her, and when she rips her arms back, her raw bruised wrists only shove onto metal cuffs. She blinks, 
Her vision distorted with the burn of pain in her entire face and a cuffs rattle as she tries to wiggle her hands out. Mm. The man watches her. His dark blonde hair is combed to the left. His eyes are brown and his face is clean. He doesn't look any older than mid-thirties, and if his eyes weren't lit with some sort of manic glee, he might have appeared approachable anywhere else. Mm-hmm. She just hopes Malfoy had enough time to take the serum. She hopes for a lot of things, but whatever is about to happen, it had better not be for nothing. Her breath trembles, and her chest aches from the twist of heavy emotions and her heart beating wildly through them. Who are you? the man asks, short and clipped. Charles Whitworth, she answers, pushing her voice into something deep and gruff as it can be without sounding too forced. It comes out stranger than she thought it would, but it might be from the blood running down the back of her throat, and the fact that it's the most liquid she's had doing so for days. (sighs) Blood status? She hesitates but it's barely a second, and she hopes they aren't too skilled with interrogations. She doesn't meet his eyes, just in case. Half-blood. The others Ooh. might have said Whitworth was a pure-blood, but the lie wouldn't hold up now with these people. I don't know if that's going to hold well with the Dark Revival, even, no. though, even though Voldemort was a half-blood, ironically. Yeah. Um, he, such a hypocrite, eh? There's yeah, one, well, one word to sum up Voldemort. Hypocrite. Aren't they all? Aren't they always? <laughs> How long have you been in the group? About three weeks. She glances up in habit and sees the man glance over her head. It's not long enough to be trusted by anyone when none of them have heard of her. Him, before. Especially when she had fought them. She swallows hard, tasting metallic, and stares at her blood on a faded, chipped, white table. Red dashes out in streaks and splotches, and she hopes he got some on his hand. She hopes it sinks into his skin and another comes out again. Why are you angry, Whitworth? I thought you were the ministry. She glances up at the wall behind the man's head, chains hanging from the ceiling, and a torch battering flames in both corners. And now? I don't know. Petulance doesn't work as well in her forced timber, and she has to swallow twice to keep from coughing blood all over herself. I'm a half-blood, and you treated us like mudbloods. You're a half-blood who attacks pure blood, and ha- her face feels like it's broken open and sweat is starting to burn the wounds harder as it drips from her hairline. The blood isn't slowing either. I didn't know who you were. You should have identified yourself. The man's eyes narrow, and his body sways forward. You have a problem with authority, huh? Not usually. She doesn't know what they want. Someone who appears completely submissive, or someone who hates authority enough to hate the ministry, but not them. It's a thin line to play this game. And she knows she's falling all over it when the man sneers at her and looks at someone behind her. Fingers try to find a grip in her hair, fail, and then smack into her forehead. Her head is shoved back and another hand grabs her jaw, fingers pressing hard into the bone. Her mouth pops open and a whine of pain as the fingers clench against the spot she was punched in and a vial tips over her lips. She automatically swallows the liquid the moment it touches the start of her throat and her hands pull away from her as she bends her head to cough and hack over it. Oh, shit. Mm. She pulls her arms again, but they stay trapped. Sucking in a breath, the hitch of a cough sticks in her throat, and she swallows it back, watching the blood drip from her nose onto the legs of her trousers. Okay, okay, she tells herself, closing her eyes long enough to take another breath. If they find her out, she'll try to break the table. It's old, and even if she can't do it physically, she might be able to conjure enough wandless magic. It doesn't take control to break through the wood. Getting a wand... Or getting out will be the hardest part. Okay, okay. Let's try again, the man says, 
his tone light and mildly amused. She curls her fingers into her palms, licking salt and metal from her lips. Do you have a problem with authority? Their authority. Yes. Okay, so actually I just want to make a note. So mm-hmm. Hermione is saying a lot of stuff in her head here. So, so it says, do you have a problem with authority? And she thinks their authority and then says yes. So it's going to sound a bit weird reading out. Yeah, this is how she's navigating, I guess, being given Veritas serum. Yeah, so the fir- her first few words are her thinking, and then I'll break, and then it'll be her speaking. I hope it's clear. Mm-hmm. So he says, do you have a problem with authority? Their authority? Yes. That's better. He smiles, and it's white, thin, that makes her stomach turn. What's your name? Sees Whitworth as you. Your name is... Whitworth, are you committed to the cause? Bring down the revival. Yes. Are you willing to sacrifice anything that might be required of you for the missions? Bring down the revival. Yes. She takes a deep breath and then does her best to appear less panicked and angry and more annoyed. She's the one who sits on the other side of the table. She knows what to watch for. Because she watches for it herself. Now she's on this side. But at least she has the benefit of a lesser interrogator than her no matter how the oddity makes her feel jumbled up inside. Do you like me? He asks for a smirk. No. He grins. Are you willing to kid mudbloods for the mission? Mudblood is a word. Kill a word. No. Oh no. The man's grin drops in a blink, and her nails bite into the palm. Are you willing to use any unforgivables against the mudblood? Unforgivable to them, so too. No. No, no, no. Her, her breath hitches and her heart is pounding at the base of her throat until she can feel her whole head thumping with it. The man's face is a picture of ill intent and her adrenaline races even faster than the rush of her blood. If her Death Eater's life was at risk, would you kill the person attacking them? Other person is a Death Eater. Victim is... No. The word is forced up her throat and across her tongue before she can pick apart the statement enough to change the truth. The man sits back in the chair, studying her. She can't seem to swallow as she stares at his forehead. Her fingers are trembling from nerves, or the strength in which she has tightened them, her body tense in weight. A drop of sweat slips down from her temple, over her cheek, and into the pain of her jaw. He shifts, and she glances down long enough to see him looking behind her before her cuffs click open. Her arms snap back, and she's on her feet before they grab her, her movements feeling clumsy and stiff as she stumbles over the fallen chair. They yank her forward, and she hauls herself back, shoving out at them before they kick at the back of her legs. She hits the ground on her knees and grabs the first pair of ankles she sees, pulling them towards her with all the strength she can manage. The man hits the ground with a heavy grunt and she dives for a wand before her vision is eclipsed by white. Oh, Jesus. She's fucked it. She is messed up. But I also liked her tactic before that. Yeah, like kind of rewording it in in her head. but But it was him saying, do you like me? And her saying no was kind of kind of threw off her. She threw her off her uh, groove. She lost her mojo. Yeah, for sure. I think it was the killing mudbloods thing. There's not yeah. a way to get around that, is there? Not really, no. A breath. It fills her with cool air and a foul sweetness. Her face feels stiff and painful. And then there's the feel of rigid bumps under the palm, her palms and cheek. Hermione's eyebrows draw together, and the headache at the centre of her forehead knots hard in response. She opens her eyes to the blue tinted light. Grey pavement and plastic bag rolling across the... She jerks up, her arm fobbling under her weight, and coughs over the harsh inhale. Her eyes water with it in the wind, focusing on the... Focusing on a woman walking past the far end of the alley who doesn't spare her a glance. 
Hermione leans her head back, looking at the tops of the two buildings to either side of her, the birds walking along the edge of a nearby dumpster, and then down at her hands. Knuckles of one are bruised, and they're both dotted in blood, just like the pavement where her face had been. She, like, woken up in, a, in like, an alley? Like, this is mm. bizarre. She pushes to her knees, her heartbeat speeding up, and her hand flies to her wand holster. She finds a patch of skin instead, the sagging waist of a pair of trousers, and an aching jaw where it presses to her shoulder as she tries to get a look at herself. Oh, God. These aren't her clothes. She, she, she had polyjuice, only time, wear these things, switch clothes. I was in my flat, adding notes, report on Lloyd and Dixon killing, meeting with group tomorrow, met with group, definitely met with group, obliviation, memory charm. Where's Malfoy? It takes her three tries to stand, and she has to lean against the wall to get her balance together. She holds the edge of her trousers with one hand and searches her body with the other, finding her wand in her back pocket. Oh, thank God. <laughs> she stares at it like one might after finding a stick shoved in her trousers after a night of partying. I was wondering what was feeling different about this chapter, but it's a lack of Malfoy. We've, yeah, we've had, we've, it's, it's like back to no, the No, Malfoy. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. It's sad. I miss him. She rolls it in her palm, wondering how she feels like she's dead if she had this with her. Surprise? Why wouldn't they take her wand? Why would they leave her alive? Was it Malfoy? Did he do something he wanted to forget? She sucks in a breath, holds it until her chest hurts, and then releases it in a loud huff. Her hand tightens around her wand, and she apparates to the first place she thinks to go, her mind spinning. She feels filthy and exhausted as she runs to the door, and she can smell herself through the oversized shirt, making her fear just how long it's been since she showered. Mm. Ginny stares at her pale and wide-eyed, and Hermione's words just crack into a whine through her dry throat. Hermione, what the hell happened to you? I don't know. Where's Harry? Looking for you. Ginny grabs her arm and pulls her inside. I'll flew him now. He's probably still at the ministry. I just... Kingsley gave her direct access to his office at the beginning of this, but she hasn't used it enough to know where it'll put her exactly. I'll go there. Do you have a robe? You need to go to Mungo's. Your face... I don't need to go to Mungo's. Hermione yells, and she's too frantic to feel guilty for it, but Ginny doesn't care. I can't glamour that, she says, flinging open a closet door and pulling a robe out hard enough for three others to fall to the floor. Keep the hood low. He should be in Kingsley's office. Ron's probably there too. That will be slightly problematic. There are bigger things to worry about now. How long have I been gone? Five days. Jesus, Hermione hisses, aches creeping through her arms and back as she pulls the robe on. Five days. Five days. Anything could have happened in five days. Malfoy could be dead or in complete hiding by now. Ginny pulls the hood over her head as Hermione fi Hermione's fingers struggle numbly with the buttons. I'm better at healing spells than any of them, so if you can't go to the hospital, come... I will. Hermione hitches the trousers up as she walks quickly to the fireplace, Ginny close behind her. I mean it, Hermione. They never work as well when you do them yourself, so it'd be stupid of you to try. Yes, okay. She grabs the powder from the mantle, throwing it into the flames before following it. Kingsley Shacklebolt's office. Rooms zoom past her line of sight as she tries to hold on to any bit of composure, but she feels like everything inside of her is shaking. She formulates checklists in her mind, but there's nothing she can do until she speaks to the minister. They'll know more than her, she hopes. The room stops at a strip of desk and the back of a woman with short blonde hair. She turns in a routine spin of boredom, but her entire face seems to go lax the moment she realises someone is stepping out the flames and trying and not trying to talk through them. Hermione gives her a nod as she sweeps her gaze over the room, 
recognising it as a reception area outside the minister's office. She's turned sharply to the left, moving around a receptionist, which seems to piece the woman's mind back together. Excuse, how... What are you doing? I'm here to see the minister. You can't just... The riders have jumped the fence, Hermione mutters, skirting around the desk and walking faster at a click of heels behind her. Hermione's trainers are too large, and they thump off her heel and to the floor of every step. I will summon security if you don't. Hermione turns back around and snaps. I said the riders have jumped the fence. By the look on the woman's face, she wonders if she even remembered that right, or if the woman is declaring her mad and about to die for the security alert. Hermione doesn't care what she does, as long as she reaches Kingsley's office first, and so she runs. It's locked when she twists the knob, and she forgets all rules of conduct as she bangs against the heavy wood. For three seconds, she is the same as the rest of the world when confronted by the one points of Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. A flash of fear, an immediate reaction, but she only feels the sear of guilt when they have lowered their wands and hers is still half-raised, instinct screaming survival in her blood before her thoughts can catch up. Merlin, Hermione, what? I'm fine, she rushes out, pushing Ron's chest to get enough room to shove herself inside. She kicks the door shut behind her as Kingsley moves from around his desk, and Ron's arm pushes over her shoulder, his hand clenching into the fabric of her robe to keep her in place or validate her presence. Harry yanks her hood back and keeps his hand there, his eyes widening as her face, his face pales. What? Ginny said five days. I don't remember them. Where's Bells? Harry's expression doesn't change, but he also stops blinking. Kingsley stops his approach, and Ron's eyes are narrowing. Who in a bloody hell is Bells? Oh my god, stop. What, what is going on? Ah! Imagine. What is happening? I just had a moment. I was like, what if this is all... What if she's involved? Like, what if a she's dream. going a bit crazy? No, yeah. or like, or it's somebody else. Like, if the lady didn't remember the security password. Yes. And they're really confused. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, my God. So we finally moving on another day. Um, July 7th, 7.05 p.m. Hermione circles back, checking every room and closet on the way to her office. But she only finds the glint of Pepper's eyes in the shadows of her hallway. She pauses in front of her office door, looking down the stretch of darkness into the globe of light shining from the dining room into the hallway. She didn't check behind the drapes or in the cabinets, and someone could have taken her down her wards, taken their animagus form, and then hid. It's one of those words I've always read, never said out loud. So yeah, it looks really yeah, strange. Yeah. Animagus. Thank you, Aisha. Yeah, and then hid. But if the higher circle wanted her, they would have kept her. And if Malfoy had told them everything... He still doesn't know where she lives. The doorknob to her office is turned halfway in her palm before she releases it with a click, striding quickly back down the hallway. She checks the rooms again, making sure to pull back drapes and open drawers and cabinets, but she finds nothing but emptiness, a few organised papers and a handful of dishes. There's a bottle of wine in the second-to-last cabinet she opens, and she stares back to it, tapping her fingers on the edge of the wooden door as she stares at it. She closes the cabinet, turning for the fridge, and inspects the drawer of apples, near-empty milk carting, and two takeaway containers. She bites her lip, pulling back, and sends a side glance to Pepper. I think we'll go with the wine. What do you think? Pepper sits next to the stove, tail flicking to curve around her body, and her eyes squinted. Hermione shuts the fridge with a press of her sock-clad toes, and opens the cabinet again, pulling out the wine. Don't judge me, Pepper. Sometimes I'm a bit inclined to have a glass of wine. <laughs> That's a poem, she didn't know it. 
Hermione points the top of the bottle at the cat as she pours out a glass. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not getting drunk. I won't forget to feed you. Harry and Ron fed you while I was gone, didn't they? That wasn't my fault, you know. If Crankshucks were here, she wouldn't have to worry about checking for people, animagus or not. He would have let her know the moment she opened the door. Pepper was more likely to run away from her. Cowardly cat. <laughs> Pepper only proves Hermione right when she reaches for her, and the cat leaps into a spin before darting out into the room. Hermione frowns at the empty space, taking a gulp of her wine and then sucking her tongue from the roof of her mouth at a taste. She'll leave for Rome in a few hours to make sure Malfoy isn't there. She considered staying at the safe house, but it could be dangerous if he showed up with anyone. If he showed up at all. She can't remember anything that happened. Much like those kids they had started finding a half year ago, who would show up in the street with no memory of the months they'd been gone. She's sure it's the same people who took her, or at least connected to them. She doesn't believe in coincidences that much. No, I don't think anyone would, Hermione. No, Jesus. <laughs> Harry and the Auras had received messages from her th- through the notebook, but said they hadn't replied in case the notebook had been found after she wrote them. That feels dumb. I'm sorry. Because she literally <laughs> ripped it to shreds. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. she's Hermione. Like, she would have ripped it or burnt it. Like, she had her one. Like, sorry, guys, no. I suppose they not, were just trying to be sure. Not a fan <laughs> of that. Not a fan of that. So I'm just shutting my window before all the min- before all the um, mosquitoes come Midges, in. yeah. Um, mosquitoes, not really. But yeah. Um, all they had known was that she was trapped in a room with Malfoy and two others. By the time they looked to track Malfoy, his dot wasn't on any maps. She hadn't had the notebook or any potion vials on her when she woke up in the street. But it may have been the reason they got rid of her. If they'd found out it was her, they would have killed her or used her. If they'd found out the assignment... There are four possibilities that have been spinning in her head since she left Kingsley's office yesterday, and all four are valid enough that she has no order for their likelihood. Malfoy had run at the first opportunity and has no plan on returning. He's in with the group, or at least is still passing whatever test they've laid out for him, and has had no need for the portkey. He was caught by surprise before he could use the portkey, or while, he's been, while he had been bound and is now dead. Or he had sold out the assignment at the first opportunity and is now exactly where he intended to be, Plotting with the dark to take down the ministry and take over the wizarding world. Doesn't feel like he wants to do that one. No, Hermione. it doesn't. That's a lot of effort for that. Yeah. She does, however, know the order of her preferences for them and wonders why Malfoy's death is at the very bottom of it. Malfoy has always been capable, intelligent, skilled, logical, connected, observant, stealthy, manipulative, driven and with the ability to categorise, compartmentalise, and appear completely neutral within seconds. Did you like that? I loved that. <laughs> yes, Hermione. I was pretty impressed. Um, Hot damn. I really love that. But his emotions derail him. His emotions are what have made him capable, but unable to fight for the dark. If he has become able, he'll be a far greater threat to them than he ever was a weapon. Logically, his death should be more preferable to her than him on the, dark, on the side of the dark. But she supposes... Her emotions, but, she supposes, her emotions derail her as well. And a few times in her life has any person's death been the preferred choice. The Auras are already looking at any place Malfoy could have gone, but their only real option now is to wait. Hermione sinks into her office chair, taking a sip of her wine as she studies the folders on her desk. Sometimes she notices the silence as a buzz in her ears, and it fills up her entire head until she can pay attention to. Sometimes she notices the silence as a buzz in her ears, and it fills up her entire head until it's all she's going to pay attention to. 
She sets her glass down and taps her fingers on the edge of the desk, reaching for the first file. Can I... I don't want to sound judgy. Yeah. Hermione's life sounds so sad. I I know. Then I'm like, I think that adult life, to an extent, is a little mundane. Mm. I do. Um, to be fair, yeah. I really like that last bit, though, about silence being a buzz. Yeah. Because it's actually really hard to articulate the sound of silence. Yeah. To other people, do you know what I mean? It's sort yeah, of like absolutely. that high pitched sound, not exactly a zzz, but zzz is as close as I suppose you can. Yeah, articulate. It's really interesting, that isn't it? That we all know what that is, but you can't make that sound. It's fi- It's funny that silence is a sound in a way. Yes, yes. Like you say, oh, um, well, what, what was the noise? Oh, I was like, oh, it was silent, and it's like, well, that is kind of a sound. Yeah, or it's like a sort of like static yeah it's a static but then it's also like does that static sound the same to everyone or yeah. are we all listening to a different version of silence Interesting, bit weird it? yeah god philosophy <laughs> <laughs> july 9th 1 a.m she's running down a long corridor and there's a small ball of light in a distance growing smaller the closer she gets to it she has to reach it before it diminishes but she turns away the same turn she always takes, the one she knows she must. For a second, like every time, she awaits a wall, but it's empty space and more darkness, and she keeps running. The pound of feet behind her doubles, triples, a group going into an army, her knees hit something soft. She falls forward and bounces, her face full of soft fabric, and she flips over. The room is golden, and Malfoy stands next to the bed, staring down at her, dozens of silver and ivory masks gleaming behind him. She scrambles back, back, and her wand falls from her grip. Falling under the bed as Malfoy watches her patiently, as if she knows she can't escape. She rolls off the bed, hitting the ground on her side, and dives under, reaching for... Hermione's eyes snap open to the dark red glow of her alarm clock lighting the ceiling, and flies up to a sitting position, expecting Malfoy somewhere in her room. There's only the glow of Pepper's eyes as the cat moves across the top of her dresser. Hermione releases the breath she'd been holding, glancing over her nightstand. The candle she had set up yesterday isn't lit, so no one is inside Rome. She reaches up, wiping at the cool sweat along her forehead, and flings her bank- blankets off as she swings her legs and over the edge of the bed. Ooh. Damn, I wasn't sure where that was going for a second. I thought, do you know what? I'm not reading the... I, I didn't... I almost forgot the theme of this, because I was really... And I was like, sexy dream? Then it really wasn't. <laughs> Me too! I was like, hello? And then it's like, a group of silver and ivory masks. Yeah. And I was like, maybe not. Masks? <laughs> okay, well, whatever you're into. <laughs> July 11th, 9.39pm. This is like a couple days later now. Yeah. Hermione shoots up to her feet, her office chair flying back as she jumps in that direction. Her wand pulled and aims at the floor. Pepper is away from her legs and already at the door flashing through it before bounding down the hallway. God, Peppa has a, is a Peppa scary has a cat. Of, well, Peppa has a bit of a lot of shit, it sounds like. <laughs> She's got PTSD too. Yeah, I'm not surprised. She feels a curl of guilt at scaring the cat away. Well, yes. But she's used to it running towards her before attacking, not silently creeping before pushing itself against her. Hermione rubs her palm over her face, bending to pick up her dropped quill and retrieve her chair. She sighs loudly as she sits, scooting herself close to the desk and picks up the fallen letter. The handwriting is sloppy and slanted and if she hadn't read it so often in the past she doubts she'd be able to so easily now. She skims, searching for where she was. 
in a few weeks and I think we should do something for it. If you can't find time out of your busy schedule, then I don't want to hear you complaining about what I plan. That's if you feel like talking at all. Or maybe you already have plans and they're a big secret I can't know about. Do I have to end my break from the ministry work or do I get invited anyway? Will we have to talk in code all night or will Harry and you just... She skims a little more. Or have the party be a... on a time schedule or at a library. He'll want to get pissed on his birthday, eat cake and be out of the public. So don't plan without me. I'm serious, Hermione. Ron. And if oh. you decide to tell me what in the bloody hell is going on, you know you can out me and I might respond. She drops so a letter. A break from the ministry. I don't think we knew yes. that before. No. Me neither. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She drops a letter back on her desk, rolling her eyes, and then grabs a blank sheet of parchment. July 13th, 2.04 a.m. It takes her a few seconds to realise why everything feels wrong while her mind tries to drag her back into sleep. But the rush of her blood is validated as soon as she recognises the drifting faintly to her bedroom. Her mind clicks onto it and finally darts a signal down to her, that her body has been waiting for. And she's falling out of the bed in a rush to move, go, run, as she swipes her wand from the nightstand. Her bare feet slap sharp. Oh god, more bare feet. More foot slapping. A foot she, slapping. He's ten foot slaps away. <laughs> her bare feet slap sharply down the wood of her hallway and she flings her office door open hard enough for it to crack off the wall before swinging back at her. The orb she had been using as a paperweight is glowing a bright blue, and she squints through the temporary blindness as her eyes adjust. Bells has activated the port key, is written in black letters within a swirling fog, and her heart jumps as her mind stumbles over the possibilities. Malfoy! Oh my god, he's alive! Someone's alive, I guess. She taps the orb with her wand. I'm so excited to see what happens. <sighs> she taps the orb with her wand, the room falling into silence, and the letters are replaced by a blue, shimmering liquid as the light fades. She races back to her bedroom, trading her business attire for jeans and a t-shirt as she wiggles and hops around her bedroom. She forgoes socks. <laughs> she forgoes socks as she yanks her trainers on and rubs the sleep from her eyes as she runs towards the fireplace. The atrium is empty when she arrives, and if she wasn't used to it normally being the- that way by the time she left work, she might have found it eerie. At any point between five in the morning to five at night, it's filled with rushing people and busy chatter. Now, her footsteps echo against the walls, and there are only four guards who watch her blankly as she tries to stop herself from breaking to a run to the lifts. She dabs at the button, pressing it harder and longer than necessary, and it beeps, the door opening. She's reaching for the panel of the buttons with the first step inside, and taps at the button for level two until the door's finally shut. She clasps her hands in front of her, her right foot tapping loudly, and stares at her distorted image in the shine of the walls. She would normally take the stairs, hating to be trapped inside a box, but she'll get there faster this way than climbing six flights. I don't agree with you. I so I do not get lifts, and I can mm. prove to you you can you can climb up six flights quicker than a light, than a lift would go. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, but also on. like, there is little. There's not a lot of situations in which I would firm it, even if I was in a rush. I would be like, I'd rather just sweat. Sweaty Hermione, come back. Yeah. But she, she'd be really desperate, I guess. I know. A magical lift. Perhaps the Ministry's staircase yes, is massive. to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> she should have bought her briefcase. She'll be escorting Malfoy back to Azkaban at some point tonight, no matter what happens. And she'll have to do an interview. Not the bloody briefcase, oh, Miney. <laughs> she can find some parchment ink and quills, and she might still have that briefcase in her office that Ron got her. It oh. isn't enough... Oh, present. 
It isn't enough for her workload and organisation most days, but she keeps it for him to think she's using it when he visits her at work. Oh, that's sweet. She's fairly sure Harry does the same thing with the one she's got, she got him. Oh, that's quite sweet, actually. <laughs> come on, come on, she mutters, checking her wrist to find skin. Wonderful. Hey, that's like you. That is me, because Jojo and I, um, so, you know, we got tattoos, and I got one on my wrist. And I have to wear my watch on the other hand now. And I do keep looking at my left hand and being like, what is going on? And I'm like, Hello. oh. <laughs> Malfoy activated the port key. Activated the port key. Something went terrible then. They caught on to him, found out, imprisoned him. Maybe they tortured him or were about to kill him. Maybe he did something to make them suspicious and scared and he ran. Maybe the lift beeps as it shudders to a stop. And her heart pauses in the moment between stillness and the doors opening. She turns sideways to get out of them before they open more. She moves past the rows of lifts, turning left into a corridor. She glances over at a large room of desks, chairs pushed in all directions and lengths of space from where they belong. There's a man in the far back and a woman frowning at a stack of files, but neither one of them looking up at her. Left, right, 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 left. The guard straightens up when she rounds the corner, watching her pace stay steady but fast, and his hand raises to his hip. He curves his hand around it, but she knows better. The end of the wand, the end of a wand in the reach of stretching fingers. She shoves a hand into her pocket, pulling out her ministry identification and holds it up to him. She's forced to stop when, he, when flashing it isn't enough, and she lets out a heavy breath of aggravation as he narrows his eyes at it. He looks from the card to her face, the card, her face, the card, and her lips press tightly and tighter with each passing second that's wasted and scratching on her nerves. What's your purpose for being here? Did they not inform the guard she was coming? I have a meeting of Pruitt and Leecher. Oh he my gives... god, something is so off. Weird, isn't it? Isn't it? He's something also, like, off. she's Hermione Granger. Yeah. She... He was probably like, okay. <laughs> he gives a nod, finally, and turns as he pulls his wand. He holds the tip to the door, and she can see a deep blue glowing directly under the point before he taps out a pattern. The door clicks, and with a left drag of his wand, opens. Despite her rush, she waits until he's put his wand away before sliding past him and into the room. There's a low hum of conversation, and she watches from the corner of her eyes as Aura's glance up and then take a second look, the room falling silent. There's a board near the front of the room that a woman reaches up to spin out of sight, but the rest of them are still. She reaches the wide door on the other side of the room, pushes it open. Cells line the path in front of her, and two guards down on the other end, shoulders pressed together and back straight. She swallows hard as she shuts the door behind her, lifting her chin and walks forward. She doesn't bother to check the cells for prisoners, though she swears she can feel them staring at her, waiting for the second when she edges too close. Her jeans tighten on her legs with every step, pressing her wand tighter to her body, and she takes comfort in the hard reminder of it. She doesn't have to lift her identification card before the two guards step to either side of the door, and her hands feel clammy on the knob. The hallway is well lit, a few office doors and meeting rooms dotted along the length. I was going to make an inappropriate joke about well, line before. Also, also, you've got dotted down the length. It's, this is a uh, massive innuendo waiting to happen. Phallic, phallic stuff, Sage. Yeah. She hears the guards follow her in, their footsteps speeding up to match hers, and her blood starts rushing a little faster. Excuse me, Miss Granger. <laughs> Sorry, that was really polite, wasn't it? Excuse me. She steps back to let the man pass and bumps into the woman trying to slide behind her. The woman makes a sound that might have been, oops, if letters had been part of it. And Hermione stiffens at the hand on her arm as the woman steps around. Hermione, what's going on? (laughs) 
So they're all like following her as she's yeah, trying yeah. to get to Malfoy. But Ooh. I don't understand why there are these, why there are so other many people. other people. Yeah. Hmm. Hermione pulls the wand from her pockets as the guards tap as a stone wall in front of them. And she spins it in her palm, trying to prepare herself. She doesn't know how this is about to go. But whatever it is, she doesn't think it's going to be good. Me neither. Mm-mm. A heavy stone door appears on the wall, and the man takes a key from his pocket, sliding it into one of the locks. It opens with a click as the woman pulls out another key, twisting it in the lock below the first. They both turn back to face the way they come, their gazes on the far wall. The doors open with a vibrating, grinding noise and reveals Harry, Leecher and Pruitt in front of a large cell. The metal bars along the front and one side make it appear more like a cage than any cell she's seen before. Well, at least Harry's there, I suppose. Yeah. She meets Malfoy's eyes, something strange passing along his expression. He reaches out a darkened hand, and she doesn't miss the way he uses it against the wall to pull himself fully upright, or the ways his legs and arms shake when he does so. Oh, my baby. She steps forward, reaching behind her blindly to push the door shut, and Malfoy watches her like she's the one in the cage. I would like to ask you a question. Sorry for interrupting. Yes, Jojo. But you know, um, yes. why have I been calling you Jojo? Oh my god. Yes, I used to. Call me by your name and I'll call you by mine. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> no, I, whenever I'm reading books and um, there are these types of stories, and it always says um, something strange passes along his expression, something strange passes along his face, there's something strange in his life. Mm-hmm. What do you take that to mean? So I always think, I mean, I think it depends on the context. I think mm-hmm. here, I mean, like, an exp- sorry, his expression changes quickly. So it's almost like if someone gives you bad news mm-hmm. and you're just, like, you kind of, like, your face crumples a bit, but then you pick it back up. That's what I always think. Mm. What about Thank you? Thank you for that. Yeah, I don't know. I always think, like, it's a sort of, like, a scared animal type of thing. Mm. I don't know why. Um, I always just imagine somebody's eyes sort of widening for a second and being like, <gasps> mouth kind of open and then to being be fair, like oh. yeah i think because sometimes you read it like you read it in a context like this but if it's like a romantic context it's like it could be a bit you know a bit different more of a loving look so i, I think it does depend but mm. it's like a fleeting look i think yeah it's just i just like i just it's interesting because that's always the word isn't it it's like strange yeah. i'm like i wonder if there is anyone out there who's come up with an alternative yeah. an alt oh my god an alternative even yeah um because it just would be interesting. I don't know. It's always just something strange. And like, well, why is it so strange? Um, thank you for clarifying. Sorry That's for okay. being being annoying. <laughs> <Carry Shut on. laughs> He's not talking, Leecher says gruffly. Threatening to put him in Azkaban for life didn't exactly help matters. Harry's voice is strained. And though he appears calm, she can see his anger as easily as the shine in the lens of his glasses. Big up, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Pruitt holds a wand up, and Hermione's foot hesitates the briefly, so briefly in her step that she can hope they didn't catch it without telling herself they must have. It's black with a slight curve near the middle, and the handle is thin with a delicate bottom ridge and a thick top loop. She doesn't recall ever seeing it before, though Pruitt looks expectant. This is the only wand we found on him. It's against the contract for him to have a different wand, and not the one approved by us. Oh fuck off, Lee! <laughs> Such a prick. But like, literally, he's just been—he's just been taken by the Dark Revival. Are you yeah. Expecting him to come back without a new one. Everyone—they just, just hate him, don't they? Well, they I really mean, do. for some reason, good reason, I suppose. Mm. Leech is glaring at Malfoy as he speaks, and the blonde looks completely unaffected. Threatening or assuming won't get you anywhere with him, she says lowly. 
She does plenty of both in regards to Malfoy, but she's <laughs> learning to keep it in her head until it's a must that she should share it. Sometimes voicing it makes him angry enough to keep talking, but other times it shuts him down and there's no getting anywhere. Apparently, this might also relate to talking about him like he's not there, because his <laughs> boredom is replaced by a glare on her. Oh, I've missed his glare. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, he stares straight ahead in some sort of prisoner mentality that forced him to stop getting furious over it a long time ago, or at least settle for silent, vicious plans. Perhaps it's from his taste of freedom, or for some reason she can't know, because his annoyance is transparent this time. She takes the wand from Pruitt, frowning at the buzz against her fingers as her magic pushes against it and retreats. She looks at it, turning it between her fingers. How did you get this wand? She looks over at Leitra in the pause, and his eyebrows flash up in a brief, brief flare of surprise. He looks between her and Malfoy, and she notices a scar on the edge of his right eye that zags off his temple. He had it on him. We did a search when he arrived. Where on him? Left inside pocket of his robe. Were the wards or locks of the cell tampered with? She looks up again in silence. No, Pruitt answers. Then he didn't try to escape, and he didn't try to hide the wand. If he was trying to hide it, it makes more sense he would apparate to Rome, store it somewhere, and then pour key back. We didn't choose him for idiocy. Leech is mm. looking at her in a way that might be suspicious, and she feels indignation swell in her blood until the wand is caught in her fist. Unless he thought you would assume the best of him if he showed up with a wand in an obvious place. If you think that, you obviously know very little about the sort of relationship or past between me and Malfoy. She looks over at the blonde and is unsurprised to find him already looking at her. He's back to studying her, like a bug on trousers that he's caught between learning about or smacking off of him before it bites. <laughs> Where did you get it? She's sure he'll answer, and in the next seconds she thinks he never will. He probably thinks it's a trick on her part, and she was honest when she said it. She doesn't underestimate him. And if she thought he was stupid enough to carry back a wand he wanted to keep, she never would agree to the assignment. They gave it to me, he says finally. And there's an odd hitch and drag in the words that make her drop her eyes to the tremble of his hand as he strains it up again. Oh, I just want to give him a hug. No, what's going on? The healer is on their way, Harry says softly, and Hermione nods, opening her hand on the pretense of looking at the wand again as she looks at the blood on Malfoy's shoes. His robe is torn, and there's a slash of red on his neck that could be a cut or streak of blood. His eyes are tracking up her person when she settles in his face, and she's more aware of her muggle casual clothes and sleep-styled hair that she had been walking through the aura room. He's in pain, and his eyelids are drooping and dark enough to prove exhaustion. There are a hundred questions whipping through her mind, but she'll wait until he's as healed as possible before asking them. His eyes meet hers with a strange look, and she stares back as they watch one another. Sleep will have to wait for the both of them. 5am. Hermione is slightly relieved when they enter the cave, knowing they've just missed the beginning of sunrise, that she'll soon be able to ask all the questions she's been waiting for days now. She'd barely contained the words on the way here, and even though she thinks she would have remembered his answers, it's important she remembers them exactly. Are you okay? She feels that she needs to ask this, that there is nothing different in his silence, but a slight shift in the line of his shoulders that fakes ease or gives away pain. She feels that she needs to ask this, that there is nothing different in his silence, but a slight shift in the line of his shoulders that fakes ease or gives away pain. It's her job to be concerned for his safety, and since she knows there are a few healing spells and pain drafts given to him by... I always say drafts. Drafts. <laughs> given to him by the healer. She can't find... She finds she can't ignore it. I'm fine. 
She clutches the bench she's sitting on as the boat. Ding, dinger. <laughs> ding, dinger. <laughs> Lurches to a halt. No, that's not quite appropriate, is it? She stands and he's I slower. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Good. Well, that's all that matters. She stands and he's slower to get to his feet than normal. She waves a hand forward and he turns, catching himself on the edge of the boat when his foot hits the side of the bench instead of clearing it. He be- breathes a curse, climbing out and onto the stone shore as she grabs a lantern, following behind him. She waits until he's back far enough and then jumps, landing hard as her foot slips in the stones. Water laps coldly at her heel and she moves to set the lantern down, leaving a hand open for the possible jump to her wand. Malfoy doesn't move an inch as she tries to- ties the rope around the post, but his hood has slipped back far enough to see his face in the golden glow of the firelight. There's sweat at his hairline, though he's hardly moved, and his eyes are hooded and lit brightly as he stares at the flames. She can see little red veins in his eyelids. His lips are light pink in their dryness, and his face is scruffier than she's seen it since the first time he shaved after joining them. She wonders if she should, have le- she should leave him to sleep in an interview in a few hours, but she dismisses it in nearly the same moment in which she thought it. Why? Oh, Just let him Jeez. rest, bro. Ugh. He doesn't move as she approaches, though his eyes follow her, and she knows she'll have to stand with her back to him. She glares at him, betting he's done it on purpose, then listens very closely for any sound from him. She can feel him hovering behind her, watching her, thinking. I suppose he wouldn't want to go to sleep, would he? He'd be like, let's get it over with now. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Her wand vibrates when she puts the tip of it onto the cave wall, and she whispers spells as quickly as she can without the words hissing together. I assure you that I won't be breaking into Azkaban at any point. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> <laughs> She turns, narrowing her eyes, and holds the lantern out a bit more so it doesn't seem like she's staring into two circles of coal. He blinks at the sudden light, his head pulling back slightly and to the right as his forehead wrinkles. His tiredness has made him look different, adding something undefined to the way he looks at her. And what was once becoming familiar is now making her feel uncomfortable. You can't assure me that you won't be breaking out. His eyebrow arches, and he looks at her like she's a child who said something vaguely amusing. Does it matter? She opens her mouth, hesitates. I suppose not. She looks at him for a second, but his expression doesn't change, and she nods her head towards the tunnel. His feet crunch loudly over the rocks, and she realises he hasn't taken his shoes off yet. Oh boy. (laughs) She thinks to ask him for them, but changes her mind. The floors on the bottom level must be cold, no matter the season. And it won't do for him to catch a cold, or... Her exhale stills in her throat when her arm when his arm brushes against sorry, sorry, I just like read the line and I like had Me to too. stop in shock. Her exhale stills in her throat when his arm brushes across her breasts, her eyes flying to his face. He doesn't seem to notice, or at least doesn't care. No recognition on his face or even a sideways look as she pushes further back. She releases the breath when he ducks into the tunnel and he pulls in another, clearing her throat before following into the dark. Woo! That was so Ooh. intentional. That sir, was um, that was very sexy. That was the sexiest mm. this uh, this is sexy. And, it, and it's selling a lot because it's not sexy. Do, 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 do. Hey, that's sexy, is it? No. I love walking through caves <laughs> and someone accidentally brushing my breast. I'll make a note to do it next time we're in a cave. Oh, we're in caves a lot, to be fair. You know, we love to go. What is it? Spelunking? No. Um, what the fuck is pot, that? Potholing? Potholing? Oh, who cares? I don't know. She holds up the lantern to cast a larger circle of light, and Malfoy push- pushes his hood back, exposing limp hair. 
He then rips off her robe, throws her to the ground, and fucks her thoroughly. Oh my in god! In the dirty floor of the cave. Oh my god! I'm the sorry. end. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's so disgusting. Dude. What kind sorry. of show is this? Oh no! Gotta put an explicit warning on it now. Oh, great. Rip. Well done. <laughs> now we've lost all our listeners. Oh no! She remembers the dirt and grime on her when she returned from wherever they had brought them, and is curious if they allowed Malfoy a shower. Well, why would they have? They didn't allow her a shower. Why yeah, no would you sh- think that? Oh, Hermione. I love, I love it, though. I love that she has still, despite how clever she is, has these very simple questions that she yeah. must run through. It's very, like, methodical, isn't it? Where she's like, maybe they'll let him shower. And you're like, babe, yeah. no. <laughs> she mentally adds it to her list of questions, concentrating on that list and stop herself from concentrating on the darkness. They emerge into level eight, and goosebumps raise along her arms the way they always do when she walks into this place. It reminds her of how she felt when she was sent to catalogue dark objects and Malfoy Manor after the war. The eerie sense of knowing something very bad had happened here, without knowing all the details, but still feeling the echo of terror in the walls. She hates this place. Okay, the cataloguing dark objects at Malfoy Manor makes me think of... Shit. The right thing to do? Yeah, it's not no, the right thing to do. it's not the one. What's I know the which one you're, I know which one you're thinking of. I've read too many Germani ones. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're thinking of, it's and I don't know his name. It's a five-parter. Where he, where she gets amnesia. Oh my god! That's the one. That's how they meet. Oh she was cataloging the stuff. Do you remember? And then she goes back, and Theo's it's, there. Oh, it's the whole thing. No, it's not the right thing to do. It's um before. Oh, it's, it's on my favorites. <sighs> you know the one I'm talking about. I know about, exactly though, right? one. I know I exactly like, oh, the one you're thinking of. It's one of the top rated like A O three Dramini fix. Ah. <sighs> It's really good. It's, it's very all good. you guys need good. to know. Go find it. Yeah. There's a Neville and Pansy spin-off, which is also fantastic. Yes. Oh, my God. It's the couch one. The, with yeah. The couch. Oh, my God. What is... Oh, it's going to bother me now. I've got to look it up after this. Okay. Malfoy automatically walks to the room they had taken to using for the interviews and sits in the chair furthest from the door. It's not until she's sitting herself that she realises she has yet to bind him in any way. She might not have... And she might not have if he hadn't put his wrists right by the means to do so. She looks from the cuffs on the table to his wrists, gleaming red and raw like she'd found hers when he- she returned. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. Isn't that a little <laughs> Whoop, whoop. <laughs> They're coming because you oh, swore no. earlier. They're mad at you. It's true, it's true. His look is a challenge, and she thinks he's waiting for her to do exactly what he expects her to do, and doubting she has the nerve to surprise him. She clears her throat, straightening her briefcase in front of her. She has her wand. If she can't trust him with Sundergree in here, while he's defenceless, she has no right to set him free each night while he has a wand. If he gets too daring, she'll have him in those binds quicker than he can lunge. What happened? She asks, smoothing the parchment in front of her before uncapping her inkwell. After they took us from the room. She looks up at him too quickly, maybe, because his head tilts in curiosity. I put the polyjuice down the drain while you were distracting them and took what I thought to be the anti-truth serum. There must be something on her face that gives her away because the curiosity is replaced with comprehension as he stares at her for several long seconds. They interrogated me. After a while, they gave me Veritas serum. But as I said, I had the serum. It went fine. Fine. Did they bring in legit... They did. I showed them the planted memories and my time with the group. As I said, it went fine. She taps the feather of her quill against the parchment, her eyes tracking over the hints of exhaustion in his face before stopping at the blank paper. 
I need more details, Malfoy. She can hear him swallow and thinks of nervous lies and the light pink of drip dry lips at once. Would you care for some water? She expects a short one-worlded answer, annoyance or indifference, but certainly not the lift of one corner of his mouth. The half-lidded eyes look completely different when they're sparkling in amusement, and she darts her glaze to the parchment, frowning. Are you trying to brainwash me? She looks back up, her eyebrows firing, she tilts her head. Malfoy's expression shifts, and she's sorry she's missed the joke about knowing why. Yes, Granger. <laughs> End of chapter. Ooh, that was that was a tense one, eh? Yeah. Oh my God. Missed, we missed our little Malfoy. You're totally that. right. It did feel so different not having him around, being like snarky. Yeah, and I like it because whenever he's involved, she does calm her thoughts a little. Because yeah. she's so concentrated on him that she's not like, oh God, like here are a million things I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. His little joke at the end there. I didn't get it. See it. I didn't get oh, it. Like you, know, you know, in the last chapter, they were basically talking about when they were trapped in that room, he, they were like, what are, we, what are they going to do to us? Oh, and then yes. she's like, oh, well, this is how they brainwash you. Like, they'll, they'll starve you and then they'll feed you and be yeah. nice to you. And I guess because she's like, hey, do you want some water? He's like, lol, are you trying to brainwash me? Oh, well remembered, Aisha. <laughs> what can I say? It's getting interesting. <laughs> that was great. Well, how well, many, how oh, many times I try, do I, I say that? I was going to try think one. Um, yeah, it's getting interesting. Um, how many... Oh, oh. I can't think of an object. Uh, you're better at this than I am. Me, uh, how many... Uh, briefcases. Oh, oh yes. How many yes. briefcases would you give this out of ten? Seven. Ooh, Maybe even... Ooh. You know, I would I would go even higher, but I think it's going to get, like, epically good. So it's a seven with the contingency that, like, I am expecting epic mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So seven, seven and a half, maybe? Yeah. I, I really, I love the way this is building now. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, me too. I liked seeing Ginny and Ron for a little bit, too. I think mm-hmm. that was kind of nice. Sorry, um, sorry. Guys, guys, can we just pause for a second here? Did she? I used to just say that she enjoyed seeing Ron. <laughs> okay, Aisha, I'm calling it. Out. Oh no! Here. Only Ron in this story. Only Stop I only press. like him in this. No, but it's because it's because I he's not too annoying. Like he's not jarring in this in the way that yeah. he normally is. Um, I kind of like that. He there's there seems to be a lot of like other little things going on. Like we have Neville and like his whole thing. We have Ron and his break from the ministry. Like what is mm. that all about? Will we get to explain it? Mm. Ginny, like what does she really do? Still, where are Narcissa and Lucius? Um, I really <laughs> so you are desperate questions. to find that out, eh? I am. I think it's going to be so important for the story, or I bloody well hope so. Me um, too. But I really did enjoy that. I enjoyed those little moments with her at her flat too kind of in Mm. the interim just being a bit anxious and drinking wine because I think it's very reflective of how life would be and that's the one thing about every Thursday that I do always love it is that like interjection I think of the everyday Mm. that would actually have happened because when you're reading books or movies so often it's like action to action to action but Mm. I do like these little there's like a paragraph or two every now and then just being like hey this is some boring shit that's happening because that's like how the world works a little bit of realism I'm here for it how many briefcases would you give it i think i would join you on that seven um i really enjoyed it i think yeah you're right about i really liked those little um 
little moments. It was also interesting to see her without Malfoy for once. Mm. And like, so um, to see what she's thinking about. And obviously, of course, it was about Malfoy most of the time because of the, what was happening around her. But um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. There was a lot. I'm glad they're back together. And he like, yeah, that little joke, really sweet. There is something to brewing. There totally is. And the way that they, I like, I, this is like, woo, 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 triple alert. <laughs> but I love it in Germany fiction, like before they're together and before they like each other, all this. I love the way that they just watch each other. Yeah. It's very like hunter and prey or, you know, but it's also not like, I, I like just, they're both I love, hunters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just love the way that they both seem to assess each other all the time and shamelessly too. Yeah. Like the absolutely. way that even though he's beat up, because, there was, you know, sometimes he's like proud Malfoy and he just like doesn't look her in the face. And then there's a point at which it always comes where he's just like meh and just stares at her like up yeah. and down all the fucking time. And you're like, I can't tell what you're thinking, but I enjoy that I know that you're doing it. Yeah, I agree. Ugh, men. Very good. <laughs> a very good chapter, very enjoyable. And I'm looking forward to it. So I guess we don't really know where it's going to go from here because... Yeah, is I want to know, I wonder if we're going to get to hear what he actually tells her about, about the rest happened. of that night. Mm. Or it feels like they're just going to let us let us live live out the anticipation. Yeah, maybe. But the thing is, is Hermione going to go back in? And if so, it couldn't possibly be as Charles Whitworth. No, in which case, who not. would she go back in as? And also, where Neville? Where's Neville gone? Who cares? Run- <laughs> Come Rude. on, who cares? I love me a bit of Neville Longbottom. Excuse yeah. me. Well, I yeah. love him because because Ron's come back. Yeah, well, so arguably Ron is a bigger character within the universe. Outrageous! I know you hate that. I know you hate to hear it, but it's outrageous. The truth. Neville's pretty important, actually. He's sort of like he's sort of like Joe Biden, isn't he? He's just always there. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a <laughs> random comparison. It really took me by surprise. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Neville Longbottom <laughs> is basically Joe Biden. Okay, I've been watching New Girl recently, rewatching it, and, and Joe Biden's one... a star. Yeah, you're no, right. No, there's there he is. this one episode lot. where she's like trying to. She's just broken up with Nick. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but there we go. And um, <laughs> and they're at this wedding, and she's trying to get laid, and she wants to get with the best man. There's another girl who's interested in him, and Winston is like, you know what you have to do? You have to Biden him. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, if he goes to the loo, be there. If if he's out at the bar, be there. Just be there, and eventually he will see you. And then when fair, she does it, worked. the woman is like, "Hey, are you bidening me?" And she's like, <laughs> "How do you know?" And it makes me laugh because I think I think that Biden has Biden his way into the presidency. Not that I'm mad about it. No, but, um, I respect it really. I think I think that we we've got that here. I think that Neville is a Bidener. He yeah. is always Loki, a little bit present. Well, not Even really in this story, but no, in but I mean, the main in, Harry Potter stories, yeah. yeah, I agree. In the series, he's always sort of because you know he could have been the other chosen one, yeah, and he kind of is always tangentially there and getting stunned, or they're just like they just leave him in the dirt, him. yeah. Um, but yeah, go Neville. Can you, well, I could read a book just about Neville. I there are plenty it. of stories out there. They're just about Neville. Come on, I know, but I don't want him to be with Hannah Abbott. But I also I don't love him with Luna. I don't know. Who who would you place him with? I love him with Pansy actually. After that, oh yes, story, I like that as well. Yes, me too. It's a really good pairing because it's again that thing of like you've got the one snarky person and you've mm. just got the one do gooder, yeah. and I think it marries up really well. Um, any predictions? Well, coming, I, just, I was actually just trying to think like what 
maybe we'll hear more about the interrogation oh i don't know it doesn't seem like it i would love to find out obviously what happened um to both of them because she mm. just got kind of chucked away like why did she get chucked away like because she was like oh, i don't i don't know what happened to him is he telling the truth um what's the next stage like yeah like you said are they going back into it what's what's their place going forward have they got to regroup um all the people who were involved like who's left oh so many literally so many questions what do you so think? many i have no idea i'm i'm more invested in this point at the physical contact we've had a little a little brush against I know. her and i'm like well does this mean that there's now going to be a little bit more contact because i feel like mm. generally it's always that thing of like you just don't when you haven't touched someone not in, inappropriately but just generally you know like when you when you first meet someone even if you're very tactile like you and i i think are pretty touchy we are pretty generally tactile with each other yeah, yeah. um and I, I think I am with other people, depending. But mm. it's always that thing of, like, it's you have to first make contact and then you just, like, are fine doing it. And now that they've kind of had a few bits of, like, touching, I'm, yes. like, I'm like, oh, maybe this is the, the right place. This is the building block. Well, exactly. Some... It's kind of like the gun on the, like, um, the gun on the shelf, isn't it, in a film? Like, if someone, if a filmmaker decides to put a gun in a scene, it's, it's going to be used. There's like that theory. That thing? Yeah, that's like I don't, I can't remember. I, I think I've messed it up, but it's something to do with that. So it's like, it's I think it's based on a film. So it's like, why would every Thursday put that there if not to for it to mean something? I love this so much about writing, though. I'm like, do you? I'm like, did did that come about later? And then you, did you go back and work it into the story, mm. or was this an idea from the beginning? Mm. So many things. But um, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I don't think that there'll be a kiss for a little while. No, me neither. I mean, guys, I did look it up to check, and it, it oh, doesn't. Don't occur. reveal our secrets. Well, I just control F the word kiss if oh, that okay. makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> and it looked to be about halfway through, and we are close to that. I know. Who would have thought we'd actually get halfway through the story? Yeah, considering how much we were not vibing with it at the beginning, yeah. things have it's, changed a lot. It's really won us over. It's it's fought hard and it's doing well. Yes, and um, I also, you know, read Kingdom Beside the Sea, and oh every, yes. every Thursday, just oh, good writing. Um, they are very talented. I know. I really want to know what they're doing now. I always wonder. I'm also like, I wonder if they still like Jermaine. I wonder whether mm. whether they yeah, just some had people a phase. Kind of, some people kind of fall out of the fandom, don't they? That's one yeah. reason why well, a lot of people you, don't though. come back. I know. Well, thank God. My God, I can know. you imagine a world about her writing? Oh my goodness. No, I'm also like I am high key very tempted to request to make some requests for Zutara and yes. <laughs> well, she she wrote an amazing one. Oh yeah. Um, what is the sending you? The sun, the moon, and the truth. Yeah, yeah. Excellent Zutara one. Oh. Um, so yeah but yeah well thank you Aisha for being here that was a great read yeah thanks Jojo that was that was very smooth and oh, I enjoyed it muchly you. and I appreciate you accommodating for my annoying schedule oh, and shush. for not getting mad that I had a nap at seven and overslept for our recording oh my God. today <laughs> I, hope, I hope you get a good night's sleep even though you've had a nap it's the heat I find it, it hard That's to exhausting. sleep in the heat I'm so tired so mm. I think it's time to say goodbye yeah, so this is from uh, our, us. The, uh, uh, There's uh, only two of us here. <laughs> the, the, us, the us in the room, Jojo and I, two afflicted fans. 
um getting very into this Jermaine story yeah and then we're just looking forward to seeing where this goes and we we feel kind of more committed I think to the story now and um we will try and regularly update the next week or two is going to be interesting but we will give it a go we're getting into kind of summer now so yeah life kind of gets in the way of it and that's okay for sure you know we'll be back we'll be back maybe we'll set up a twitter or something because i feel (gasps) bad that there's no place to like tell people but then i'm also like i am bad at a twitter i don't twitter see i like twitter i don't post anything but i do like it so perhaps jojo or a tumblr i don't know would a tumblr be better for this i don't know i don't know maybe is that where all the germany fans live i feel like i'm on tumblr for like my ships quite a lot we'll have to have a uh, company meeting and by company i mean you and me (laughs) at coffee yeah pims maybe that's our kind of meeting yeah and then we'll see so um maybe there'll be something for you guys to follow don't know if you actually follow us but it would be cute well Um, we could just be us posting out into the wind and then seeing what happens i do love that putting things into the ether seeing what Um, comes back yeah like karma Um, that was um a bit random well there (laughs) we go guys Um, thanks guys yeah good night have a good night (laughs) okay see you next week or soon (laughs) (laughs) goodbye bye bye